This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Episode 119 Bloody Mary The wind howled outside the modest family home on Elm Street rattling the windows and sending eerie whispers through the eaves. It was Halloween night, and the moon hung low, casting a pale, ghostly light over the sleepy suburban neighborhood. Inside, a sense of anticipation gripped the Wilson children. Thirteen-year-old Thomas sat huddled in a tight circle with his siblings, Alex and Sarah, in the dimly lit living room. They had just returned from a thrilling evening of trick-or-treating, their bags overflowing with candy. But their thoughts were consumed by something far more sinister. The legend of Bloody Mary had haunted their imaginations for days. And now, with the witching hour approaching, they gathered in hushed tones. So are we really going to do this? Thomas asked, his voice trembling slightly. Alex, the classic youngest child and self-proclaimed daredevil of the group, flashed a mischievous grin. Come on, Thomas. It's just a silly superstition. Nothing's gonna happen. Sarah, Thomas's older sister, the more cautious of the trio, hesitated for a moment before nodding reluctantly. Yeah, we should try it, but only once, okay? We don't want any bad luck on Halloween. With an air of trepidation, they made their way upstairs to the bathroom. Their parents' remodeling efforts hadn't made it to this part of the house yet, and the aged bathroom had an air of decay about it. The cracked tiles, the flickering fluorescent light, and the ancient mirror on the wall seemed like relics from a time long past. Thomas's heart pounded as he remembered the story he'd heard about Bloody Mary earlier that day. The ritual was simple and horrifying. Stand in front of the mirror, say her name three times, and wait for her to appear. As they stood before the mirror, the reflections distorted by the peeling silver backing, doubt crept into Thomas's mind. He couldn't help but wonder if they were making a grave mistake. Maybe the last mistake any of them would ever make. But peer pressure, and the allure of a spine-tingling thrill, defeated his better judgment handily. Okay, he said, his voice wavering. On the count of three. One, two, three. In unison, they chanted the name, Bloody Bloody Mary. Mary. Bloody Bloody Mary. Mary. Bloody 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 Mary. Mary. For a moment, nothing happened. The bathroom remained silent, eerily so, and their reflections stared back at them unchanged. Sarah giggled nervously. (laughs) Um... Alex rolled his eyes, and Thomas let out a sigh of relief. (sighs) I told you it was just a stupid legend, Alex said, brushing off the eerie atmosphere. But just as he spoke, the room seemed to grow colder, and the dim light overhead flickered ominously. Their reflections in the mirror began to warp and distort. Their faces contorted into grotesque, nightmarish visages 
Panic swept through the room as the trio struggled to move, their feet inexplicably glued to the bathroom floor. A bone-chilling wail echoed through the small space, filling their ears with a sound that raised the hairs on the backs of their necks. It was a sound unlike anything they had ever heard before, some haunting mixture of agony and anger that seemed to emanate from the very walls of the house. A part of Thomas waited for it to end, but the wail only seemed to grow louder. The bathroom mirror began to ripple like water, and a ghastly figure emerged from its depths. It was a woman, or what once might have been a woman. Her hair hung in tattered, blood-soaked strands, and her eyes glowed with malevolent crimson light. Her face was a twisted mask of pain and rage, and the terrified trio's backs went straight as a board as her bony skeletal hands began to reach out toward them. Their own terrified screams suddenly filled the room as they all seemed to regain the ability to move their feet simultaneously. They stumbled backward, crashing through the bathroom door, and fled down the darkened hallway. With the light of safety ahead and the ghastly specter behind. Back in the sanctuary of the living room, they panted and gasped for breath, their faces drained of color. The horrifying encounter had left them shaken to their core. I told you it was a bad idea, Sarah stammered, her voice trembling. Alex... Having lost his skeptical confidence entirely, was now pale and wide-eyed. That... that couldn't have been real, right? Thomas was unable to find words to describe the sheer horror of what they had just witnessed. He could only nod in agreement. They spent the remainder of the night huddled together on the living room floor, the unsettling presence of the bathroom casting a long shadow over their Halloween festivities. The legend of Bloody Mary, once dismissed as mere superstition, had become a very real nightmare that would be etched into their young minds forever. There was an unspoken understanding amongst them that they had unlocked something malevolent, something beyond their understanding, and they could only pray that it would never return. Little did they know that this was only the beginning of their descent into a nightmarish world, where the boundaries between the living and the dead blurred, and the true terror of Bloody Mary had yet to reveal itself. The nights following that fateful Halloween were restless for the Wilson kids. The encounter with Bloody Mary had left them in a perpetual state of dread, unable to shake the feeling that something malevolent now lurked within the dark corners of their home. The once familiar creaks and groans of the old house had taken on a sinister tone. Shadows danced in the corners of their vision, and every whisper of the wind outside seemed to carry with it a sinister message. Thomas, in particular, found himself plagued by nightmares, Vivid, terrifying dreams in which the ghastly specter of Bloody Mary tormented him relentlessly. One particularly cold and moonless night, he awoke to a soft, rhythmic tapping. At first he dismissed it. Just a figment of his imagination, remnants of a nightmare that still clung to his senses. But the tapping persisted, growing louder and more insistent. It soon became clear that it was coming from the window next to his bed. Swallowing hard, Thomas summoned the courage to peer outside. He tentatively drew back the curtains and nearly jumped out of his skin before he realized that he only saw the reflection of his own face. Relief and a little humiliation flooded his body but the thankful laughter caught in his throat as he saw her, Bloody Mary, as her ghostly figure seemed to press through his reflection in the window pane. In an instant, her bloodshot eyes bore into his soul, 
and her twisted skeletal fingers reached for him, tapping on the window pane with a dark insistence. With a cry of terror, he scrambled out of his bed and bolted from the room, nearly tripping over discarded books and clothes that littered the floor. He burst into Alex's room, waking him with a start. What's going on, man? Alex mumbled, rubbing his eyes sleepily. Thomas, panting heavily, stammered, She's here, Alex, Bloody Mary. She, she, she was at my window. Alex, still groggy from sleep, tried to make sense of Thomas's frantic words. You must have been dreaming, Tommy. It's, it's just your imagination playing tricks on you. But as Alex spoke, the tapping sound grew louder and more insistent, echoing through the house like a macabre drumbeat. The boys froze, their eyes locked like laser beams through the hallway and open door to Thomas's bedroom window, where the ghostly figure of Bloody Mary continued to beckon them. It wasn't long before Sarah stumbled into the room, awakened by the commotion, her eyes wide with fear. What's happening? Before Thomas or Alex could respond, the tapping spread, seeming to come from all directions at once. It was as if the very walls of the house were alive, pulsating with a sinister energy. The trembling children were flooded with a feeling of confinement, suddenly convinced that they were cornered by an unseen force that would ultimately consume them. With trembling voices, they whispered Bloody Mary's name, hoping to dispel the haunting presence that had invaded their home. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. And just like that, for a brief moment, the tapping ceased, and a tense silence hung in the air. Then... In a cacophony of shattering glass and splintering wood, the bedroom window exploded inward. The force of the impact sent them tumbling to the floor, shards of glass raining down on them. Through the shattered window they saw her, Bloody Mary, her ghastly form floating inches above the floor, her crimson eyes filled with an unmistakable hunger. Her tattered hair writhed like serpents, and her spindly fingers reached out toward them, elongating and contorting in unnatural ways. Alex was halfway to the door when Thomas sprang up from the floor, pulling his sister to her feet, and they fled toward the stairs, their hearts pounding in their chests. In their panic, the house seemed to conspire against them, its darkened hallways twisting and turning, leading them deeper into the heart of the nightmare. But finally they stumbled into the living room, their panicked breaths echoing in the sudden and oppressive silence. For whatever reason, they had found safety here before. But there was no way to know the rules. They had never heard the legend of Bloody Mary going this far. It wasn't long before any hope of salvation drained from their minds entirely. As they huddled together on the living room rug... The room began to grow colder, and the once familiar furniture seemed to shift and contort. The walls bled with inky darkness, and the ceiling pulsed like a living, breathing entity. An ominous presence loomed over them, an overwhelming malevolence that seemed to press down on their souls. With a horrifying realization, they understood that they had not banished Bloody Mary, no. They had extended a deeper invitation, an invitation into their world, and now she hungered for their souls. Desperation and fear coursed through their veins as they clung to each other, their voices trembling as they chanted her name once more in a desperate attempt. Bloody, Bloody Mary. Mary! Bloody Mary! Bloody, Bloody, Bloody Mary. Mary! The room convulsed in response and the darkness seemed to coalesce, forming a swirling vortex in the center. The temperature plummeted, and the very air that surrounded them grew thick with dread. And then, with a deafening roar, 
The room shattered into a maelstrom of chaos and terror. The walls collapsed inward and a grotesque shadowy figure emerged from the wreckage. And there she was, Bloody Mary more horrifying than ever. Her spectral form contorted and twisted into a grotesque parody of humanity. She advanced toward them with an agonizing slowness. Her eyes locked onto Thomas, who felt an inexorable pull drawing him closer to her. His brother and sister seemed to know inherently what was happening and clung to him, tears pooling in their eyes as their strength failed to restrain him. And in that harrowing moment, they realized the only way to escape the nightmare they had unleashed was to confront it head on. Summoning every ounce of courage they could muster, they chanted her name one final time, their voices trembling but resolute. Bloody Bloody Mary. Mary. Bloody Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. The room quaked. The walls screamed. And the very fabric of reality seemed to tear. Bloody Mary let out a blood-curdling shriek, her form dissolving into a swirling vortex of darkness. The room itself seemed to inhale her essence before collapsing in on itself. And the nightmare was shattered. When the dust settled, Thomas, Alex, and Sarah found themselves outside the ruins of their home. The once haunted house was now a charred, smoldering ruin. The evil presence banished forever. They were battered and bruised, but they had survived. And as the first rays of dawn broke over the horizon, they looked at each other, their eyes filled with disbelief and relief and horror. They had learned a terrible lesson, that some legends were best left untested. Maybe some aspects of the darkness that lurked in the shadows were not to be trifled with. Least of all, the terrible tale of Bloody Mary. Welcome, campers, to Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. We are your hosts. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jordan. And now the debrief. Dude, bloody, bloody, bloody Mary. Bloody Mary, bloody Mary, bloody Mary. Shit, you did it. You did it. And cue the lights. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, like, question number one has to be, did you ever do this growing up? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I did, I did all of these. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. I know the first time I almost shit my pants doing it, but like, yeah, you know, I I did them all. Did Even you do Beetle it with the Juice. candle and? Did you do it with the candle and all of it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There was one one time I was with my cousins. I don't remember who it was. Um, which series of cousins? It was young, so it right. you know it most likely be the obvious. Um, but uh yeah we we did it and of course i think might have been in at my grandma's house yeah <laughs> while everybody else is just <laughs> doing shit in the background we're just in there trying to conjure up this like whatever demon yeah <laughs> i'm sure your grandmother would have appreciated that yeah, you know oh, i mean if boy. there's anybody that can that can scare somebody off she can so <laughs> it's true i I just had like a celebrity death match vision in my head of your grandma versus Bloody Mary. Dude, she would totes win. Honestly, I think Bloody Mary is fucked. I think so. I think so. <laughs> in that fight. <laughs> like, my grandma would be like, you realize the series of bad choices you've made, right? <laughs> exactly. You just make her just feel terrible. <laughs> but she would do it in the sweetest way, too. So, uh. yeah. The only celebrity death match where the the person who loses the fight ends up like re-enrolling in college and getting their life together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's pretty persuasive. It's true. Powerful woman. Mm-hmm. Very powerful. Yeah. Great um, woman. Absolutely. I think the first cuz I definitely know I did this on multiple occasions, but my strongest memory was the first time I ever did it was with Cam. Oh yeah. From uh <laughs> monster mashers podcast yeah yeah we were because at the time we lived right next door to each other yeah well 
we lived right next door to each other and you're like hey cam you want to come over for a sleepover <laughs> yeah we did a lot we'll, of that we'll conjure up some marys <laughs> bloody mary what was the other one? Mary, mary i think it's mary black i know like when when we first started to do this for some reason i wrote down that and, and i might not even i might not even be correct at this point like shit that was kid, you know kids yeah. at that point mary i always want to say either mary black or rebecca black but that's different yeah <laughs> that's definitely <laughs> different the, the friday girl yeah friday friday yeah oh god you're welcome That'll be stuck in all of your heads. (laughs) Just earwormed thousands of people. Gotta get down on Friday. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) She actually might be the human embodiment of Bloody Mary. Yeah, I I I I mean that's completely fair. Ruining lives. Yeah. Um but yeah. We it was one of the because we had a lot of weird shit that went on. Like he we had we recently talked about things he remembered from from childhood that i didn't remember at all yeah like weird experiences he had in my house again just like you had weird experiences in my house yeah um but yeah we honestly it was scary as shit and then nothing happened very anticlimactic yeah for sure but that build-up yeah that's what it's all about you know like but once it hits it's like oh yeah so what do what do we do now? <laughs> but then, like you have trouble sleeping that night. I mean, of course, yeah. There's always the like, aftermath, right? Yeah. Did I open a fucking portal in my house? You know, <laughs> kind of looking over your shoulder for the next like three years, just yeah, making sure yeah. she's not around. <laughs> she's gonna come just, when you least expect it, just like they all do. Just some casual hyper vigilance for the next fucking yeah. five years, right? Yeah. Um. But at that time, also, we were super into Wicca. And yeah, yeah, yeah. so we were we were already, like, casting spells and shit. Like, we were already, like, th- thinking, like, about how intentions shape your world. Of course. Right? Yeah. And um, I remember sitting so back Italy. in your bedroom writing, like, writing up and making our own spells and stuff. Like, just. Oh, yeah. You know, it was it was cool. Yeah. It was, it was good. Honestly, I think that's, like, an important perspective for especially, like, a young teen boy. Right. Who can be so volatile and dangerous. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. teen boys can go bad. Real bad. Yeah. Rotten eggs. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think that, like, I think Wicca did a thing for us where you, it really puts into perspective how powerful intentions can be. And, like, yeah. the energy you put out is the energy you're going to get back. And that, I don't know, I think that sunk in for our friend group in general. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Because I don't, I don't think anyone would be shocked, but we weren't, like, the, you know, tough kid fist-fighting crew. Say what you want. I was always, you know, looking for somebody that was cruising for a bruiser. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just snapping away. I can... I can tell by your macho language. <laughs> <laughs> cruising for a bruising. All right, I'm going to yeah, stop the first that. Bloody Mary, yeah. <laughs> the first Bloody Mary experience was the build up was was what it was all about. Yeah. Right. For it's, sure. I mean, yeah. You know, like it's that like knowing yeah this probably isn't real. But what if? Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's huh. the what if. Yeah. Which, I mean, we still have things like that to this day. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. that's, like, you know, a lot of, like, the hot the hot take or whatever about, like, using, like, a Ouija board for people that are afraid to use them. Sure. Is that what if? I don't know. I always try to offer people to, you know, play with mine, but nobody ever wants to. Lame. And my Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer. I mean, it's, yeah. um I mean, it's fun. I haven't actually used one in a very long time. Really? Yeah, it's been a long, long time. Mine sits in I the know. closet under my stairs. That's a great place for it. it. Is. <laughs> Along with all my other board games. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder how many people who have Ouija boards just categorize it as a board game. I mean, isn't that what it is? And technically, but the mystifying oracle. Nur, nur, nur. I mean, right, like, but you don't like. 
you're you're not like making contact with you know a phenomenon from uh, the other Saint side Monopoly. of the veil when when you play fucking Settlers of Catan. <laughs> you know what I mean? True, but you know it it fits perfectly with all the other board games, so it's in a good spot. Yeah, it's for organizational purposes. Like, granted, if I could, like, I mean, I guess I could put it up in my office on display. Yeah. Which is what I used to in my old office, but, you know, now I have, like, those glass shelves and, yeah. and things like that, so it doesn't quite fit in those. Mm-hmm. So. Like display cases? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, sits, uh, sits under the stairs. Now, would you put, I mean, I guess it is just another form of divination, right? The whole Bloody Mary ritual. Yeah. It's just, you know, I think it's called catoptromancy, the like divination using mirrors. Mm. Nice. That's basically what it is. That's what the <laughs> ritual is. I mean, we made it super scary, especially our generation when yeah. it got like pressed through the like 90s horror movie. I, I mean, how many how um, many like 90s early early 2000s horror movies are there just on Bloody Mary? Several. Dude, so many. And a lot of TV shows, you know, where that's been a thing. I mean, just like we talked about in, like, the Hook Hand episode. Yeah. Um, you know, that, obviously, we're focusing on urban legends. And so, like, they become so big in the mainstream. And that was one especially, like, 90s, early early 2000s got a lot of play. Yeah, absolutely. See, it. I think that changed it a lot when it got sort of adopted by the horror movie genre. Because the original version of Bloody Mary, I'm going to tell you about. All right. I want to hear about it. So, historically. 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 It was was considered a divination ritual. Right. And basically, young women were supposed to walk up a flight of stairs backward, holding a candle. While rubbing their belly, hopping on one (laughs) leg. Holding a candle and a hand mirror. Okay. Okay. Um, like the while house is supposed it? to be dark. Well, as they gaze into the mirror, they're supposed to. You're supposed to be able to catch a view of your future husband's face in the mirror. Okay. But there was part of the legend was that there's a chance that instead you could see a skull or the face of a grim reaper, and what if you saw that? That meant that you were going to die before you would have a chance to marry. That's sad. Yeah. Why would you want to know that, though? Exactly. People are always trying to find out shit they shouldn't know. See, I, <laughs> I'm i one of those that, like, I don't know, I don't want to know what's gonna when it's going to happen. You know, because, like, I feel like I would be, I, I don't know, I'd be even a lot more careful. Yeah. I'm, I'd be I'm consciously, way too. constantly anxious about it. Like, yeah. Yep. I'm sure. way too neurotic for that. Yeah. Way too. I'd become obsessed. Yep. I'd have like a countdown running <laughs> like, constantly would, just yep. always sitting the room's always dark you just like yeah totally isolate yourself from absolutely everything and everyone yeah and what kind of life is that the life you already lead <laughs> basically <laughs> just kidding <laughs> um so the original one was sort of dark right it yeah. had that dark element to it but the vast majority of women who did this in the legend you know they just see like you know, the butcher's son, and they're like, oh, sweet, that's that's who I'm going to marry, and you know what I mean? Like, it, it went pretty well. It was generally positive. It yeah. was just straight-up catoptromancy. It's using the mirror to, to divine the future, right? right? Um, but in the in the modern ritual, there's, there's also some... I mean, it got a lot more extreme, right? They gave it a personality. Mm-hmm. They turned it into this, like, entity. Yeah, um, of course. So at and that point the, in the original one, it wasn't referred to as Bloody Mary, right? No, it was... No, because at the time, we're talking like um, early Elizabethan England. Yeah, well, I just, right? yeah, I just want so, to make that, that kind of distinction. Yeah. Obviously, it grew from that into... Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a, a ton of variation, as we see with all urban, le- urban legends, right? Of course. Um, so in the ritual now... Bloody Mary appears, right? Who, for anyone who goes through the ritual, right? You say her name in the mirror, and the number, the number varies wildly. Like the one I always heard growing up was three times, right? Right. I know there's some of those that are like you say like what four or five times. 
Some whatever. I've seen it. I've seen as many as thirteen. That's so weird. I'll say say maybe that that's you have why it never worked thirteen for times. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Honestly, I think most kids would lose interest. I mean, yeah. Well, before they get to thirteen times, mm-hmm. and then um, Bloody Mary is supposed to appear as like and then there's a ton of variation in her appearance like a corpse a witch a ghost some some legends talk like have her being friendly some her oh. being evil it's yeah it varies a ton um she's sometimes seen covered in blood right that's the name right um the lore surrounding the ritual states that participants may endure the apparition screaming at them cursing them strangling them Stealing their souls, drinking their blood, or scratching their eyes out. So, again, variation on what actually happens. Right. Everything from just, like, seeing a flash of her in the mirror to, like, her tearing your eyes out and stealing your soul. Okay. It's... The legend's also known under the name Hell Mary. Oh. And Mary Worth in New England. They just give her her actual last name. Nice. There's also a Japanese version, which is called Hanako-san. Ah. Mm-hmm. And it's super similar. It's The backstory is a little different. It's about like a, a schoolgirl who um, who died during a, a, world, a bombing in World War II. And she supposedly like... It's Japanese school children dare each other to... You have to do it at school. Right. Like, it's a thing that you do at school where you go in the bathroom and, like, the same the same way that this, you know, Hanako-san was her name. I mean, um, that's fair. And she, like, ran into the bathroom during the bombing and that's where she died. So, like, and there's variation there, too. Like, sometimes she died during a bombing. Sometimes it's, like, the girl who committed suicide at school. You know, like, classic urban legend stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. It's super interesting. Yeah. It's, it's I awesome. mean, it's widespread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, I mean, a lot of that, uh, a lot of that, and then also just the Japanese one, because I mean, watching a lot of anime, there's a lot of anime that takes, uh, obviously a lot of anime that takes place in school. There's a lot of, yeah. like, uh, horror anime. But, like, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of those kind of weird things where it's either a story of this this person in class or, like, this essentially legend or whatever, and it seems like the probably a lot of those most likely got their start from something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it neat. inspired a lot of storylines, right? Because I think over there, this this legend is even more prevalent than Bloody Mary is here. Yeah, like it's it's an extremely it's like a um, it's seen as like a I'm trying to think of the word. What's the phrase? Like something that everyone goes through when they're growing up. A rite of passage. There it is. Yeah, it's like a rite of passage for for Japanese school children. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Which, I mean, I think, honestly, I think a lot of this is too, you know? I mean, that that kind of growing up, like, just dabbling in the, like, the scary, like, scary things with your friends and whatever else. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not all children are like that, but I think think it's pretty common. Yeah, all the ones worth hanging out were, for sure. I mean, exactly. (laughs) The um, it was definitely. I think Bloody Mary is probably the most prolific urban legend in America. Okay, you think so? I think I do. I can't. I mean, I can't think of any that are more commonly known than. I mean, Bloody Mary is the Michael Jordan of urban legends. Okay, it's got to be right. I mean, uh, I would say it's up there. Yeah, yeah. I'd say. I mean, I'd say it's up there. Um. I don't I don't know. I mean I'm actually just if I do a search for most popular, I wanna see what's at the top. What is that list can like what does that list consist of? Okay. Number one, Bloody Mary. Yep. Um then of course <laughs> Spider Bite, Hookman. Oh well these are more Mary Bloody Mary is number five on this list. We've got <laughs> Dudley Town. I don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. There's an eerie town in Connecticut that locals refer to as a dark vortex. I'm already out. Nothing scary has ever happened in Connecticut. <laughs> Except capital gains tax. I mean, you never know. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's up there. Definitely up there. 
I've said it before on the show, and I'll say it again. Connecticut is literally just a highway that connects Boston to New York. I mean, that's the same thing for Indiana. It's not a real place. Right. Neither is Indiana. Whatever. Indiana is... At least there's some fucking real estate. There is like Connecticut, a, too? A, no, Connecticut is tiny. It's literally like a few miles on each side of a highway. Connecticut's just the same. It's the whole fucking state. It's useless. It's just where I like, apologize the ultra- to all you Connecticutians. I don't. The- <laughs> <laughs> Look, Connecticut is basically where like all the wealthy people who don't want to live in the city they go out and buy houses in Connecticut, yeah, and they maybe. commute, and it's an easy commute because it's literally just a fucking highway. You, you want to know how to get to New York, and you're in Connecticut? It's the road. You take the road <laughs> and go to New York. Well, you never know. Apparently, it's known and famous for its beautiful scenery and autumn colors. Dudley Town can fuck off. <laughs> Putting that ahead of Bloody Mary. Uh, it's also most known and famous for its idyllic coastline, golden beaches, rolling hills, the Taconic Mountains, and no one's ever gone there for any of that. <laughs> They're just describing New England. They're just like stealing everything cool about New I England mean, yeah, and saying it's, it's all, all in Connecticut. Sure. But like Connecticut should be, it has no right being a state. None. It should be parts of other states. It's also home to the fundamental orders of Connecticut. Oh, adopted weird. in 1639. <laughs> this is going to turn into an episode about random Connecticut fa- like facts. <laughs> so I'm waiting to hear who else. I'm waiting to hear who, uh, what other legends this asshole put ahead of one Bloody of Mary. the most famous celebrities that lives in Connecticut is Michael Bolton. That might be its one saving grace. <laughs> but he's also been a longtime fan of living in Connecticut. Has he? Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, creator of such iconic hits as When a Man Loves a Woman. Oh, yeah. And How Am I Supposed to Live Without You? For those who didn't know. That one hits you right in the heart. Connecticut people are known as Connecticuter or Connecticuter? 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 Connecticuter, maybe? I I think it's Connecticuter. It's cute, you know. (laughs) Connecticuter than what? Connecticuter than you are. <laughs> also, their their most popular foods are hot dogs, burgers, pizza, and lobster rolls. Weird. The rest of the country. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I'm waiting to hear one unique thing about Connecticut other than Michael Bolton likes it. There's a question. Is Connecticut a fun place to live? And I'll tell you what, yes, between affordable home prices, outdoor recreation opportunities, ha! and the great public school system, Connecticut is a good place to live. Affordable? Yeah. Housing? Okay. Now, if you want to Moving sound on. like a local in Connecticut, <laughs> we have a couple slang words. We have oh, nutmegger. Okay. Here we go. Nutmegger. Nutmegger. Someone from Connecticut. They're New Englander? Nah, I'm a nutmegger. That seems <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> that, uh, that's a dangerous slang um, um yeah the uh that's a slang that you literally can only develop in a state as white as connecticut do you know what a yui is um a u-turn yeah that's yeah. what they call it there that's what my mom calls it <laughs> also a yui grinder roll is that is that a lobster roll it's a type of sandwich yeah a grinder I knew a grinder was a type of sandwich. And if you roll up in Connecticut and say, take me to T-Town, you're looking for Torrington, Connecticut. What? And if you if you get invited to, invited to a bonfire, you're going to a party in the woods. No shit, Connecticut. And if you're looking for the nearest Dunkin', it's a Dunkin' Donuts. It's coffee, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, who would have thought? But they also gonna like brag about how they have oxygen in Connecticut and like I'm the grass grows vertically here in Connecticut. One really big claim to fame is the first dictionary was published in Connecticut. I like that. Yeah, right. That's right up there with Michael Bolton liking it. They also have the oldest steam-powered cider mill in the U.S. I don't care about that. (laughs) Yale University was the first school in the U.S. to offer a PhD. Uh huh. The Connecticut state animal is the sperm whale. I'm out of here. ESPN I'm- started in Connecticut. <laughs> I'm bailing on this Connecticut. Right, we're bit. done. We're done. 
<laughs> hmm. You're welcome, all my Kinetic Eaters. Look, I'll Or all my nutmeggers. There's more in Connecticut than a highway. Yeah. You proved it. Yeah. Just like the old saying, there's okay. more than corn in Indiana. Barely. T-Town? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I killed Ryan. Oh, man. Oh, that hurts. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> You're going to have to finish without me. <laughs> you all right over there? Yeah. Man, that hurt. <laughs> that sucks. Sorry. Ooh. I'm dead. Blame Connecticut. So, yeah. You want to learn about some identities? I, I some, would obviously love to. Some possible um, origins? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So, the most generally agreed upon was, you know, Mary the First, Queen of England. Okay. Right? Daughter of Henry the Eighth right. and Catherine of Aragon. Um, so she became known in life as Bloody Mary. Oh, nice. That's what her nickname was, because she had about 300 religious Protestant dissenters burned at the stake during her reign. Wow. Yeah. She was, uh, she was pretty it. intense. Yeah, she was intense. All right. All right. Um, yeah. So a lot of people think that that's where it originated. The name came from, you know, this, like, monstrous bit of royalty is going to come through the mirror and wreck your shit. All right. I wouldn't be surprised if the UK started Bloody Mary. I mean, probably. Also, over there, it could mean two different things, right? It could mean, like, oh, she's bloody, like, like bloody blood Mary. is all over her. But, yeah, it could also mean, like, fucking Mary. You know what I mean? Like, fucking Mary's in the mirror again. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get this bitch out of here. Yeah. Um, another and much darker possible inspiration for Bloody Mary would have been Elizabeth Bathory. Okay. Who was a 17th century Hungarian countess who allegedly tortured and killed around 660 girls and women. Wow. She bathed in their blood and was generally known. She was generally known as a vampire. She was often accused of vampirism because she was obsessed with the blood of of these women and girls. Nice. Yeah. I like that one. Now, over here in the States, we tend to relate Bloody Mary with Mary Worth. So what was she Mary was Worth? so much. <laughs> um, she was a woman who was, she was allegedly one of the witches that were burned during the Salem witch trials. Ah, okay. But during this research, I also found there's another Mary Worth who I would love to cover on the show. She was a Civil War era female serial killer. Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. She, um, pretty fucking monstrous what she did, actually. So she pretended to be a stop on the Underground Railroad and just slaughtered Aww. any escaped slaves that came through her. Is that, yeah. uh, they, wasn't that the same girl from American Horror Story? The, the one season i don't know i only watched the first three seasons she had like put them in her what was it her attic or her basement and basically kill them off yeah that's rough I'm pretty sure that was it yeah hang on. yeah might have that might have been the inspiration for that honestly what was her name mary worth oh, okay so it was still mary worth yeah yeah so margaret mary worth yeah yeah it was uh it was season season two nice yeah i, I don't really remember that that was American Horror Stories season two. Was the episode called Bloody Mary? Um, yeah, yeah, it was Bloody Mary. Yeah, I actually have that in my notes. Yeah, I don't think I watched that season. That I mean, that episode was really cool. It was a it was a cool yeah. story. Yeah, right on. But I think there was, I thought in the normal American Horror Story show, I thought there was a season with, uh, oh my gosh, what is her name? I know there's people out there that know this. Come on, people. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's not important because I'm not going to be able to figure it out right now. But uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that does make it less important. Yeah. <laughs> um, but those are pretty much the three that are, that are argued back and forth. Um, because I think the Mary Worth one is probably not 
we like to to do that here because the Salem Witch Trials are like one of our favorite spooky American legends. Of course. Right? It's one we go back to over and over again. But the legend predates it, to be completely honest. So I would say probably Mary Mary the First. That's okay. the one that makes the most sense to me because she was literally called, she was referred to as Bloody Mary in life. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean that's so, fair. Yeah. I'd say that's pretty pretty solid. And I could see that like I could see the 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 legend taking hold in Ireland where religious Protestants were being, you know, persecuted by her. Of course. And yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But Elizabeth Bathory, we should probably talk about her on the show at some point too. Ah, okay. Because yeah. that's pretty fucking gnarly. Six hundred and sixty girls and women I mean, that's, murdered. I would say that's one of the one of the biggest Yeah. You don't I mean, you don't get that a lot these days. No. Weird. <laughs> Cause when you were a fucking countess in Hungary in the seventeenth century, you could pretty much do whatever the fuck you wanted. I mean, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. People were just delivering women to you. Yep. It's it's weird because I think those people, it, had they been born in the seventies, they still would have been serial killers, right? But they would have a, a much smaller body count. Obviously, oh, much smaller. Yeah, there's absolutely um, no way. But I consider someone like her an actual serial killer. People talk about like you know there are like mob hitmen who have higher body counts than serial killers, but they're not considered serial killers because their drive wasn't sexual. It wasn't compulsive. It was, it was a job yeah. for them, right? But this woman was a fucking serial killer. <laughs> Elizabeth Bathory was. I mean, I would agree. She was. I would agree. That's she got off intense. on it. Yeah, you don't kill six hundred in the same exact way unless right. unless it does something for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. um Bloody Mary in pop culture, before we get started, do you have a favorite use of Bloody Mary? Um, honestly, I, I'm trying to even think of... I mean, there was that one that one movie, um, I think it was just Bloody Mary, actually. Yeah. What was it? it I thought it was like a t- 90s... There was the 05 Urban Legends movie. And there was Urban the Legends, Urban Legends, Bloody Legends Mary. one, yeah, there was the Bloody Mary one. I didn't really care for that though. I didn't really like any of those. I mean, if I'm honest, yeah, I went back and wa- rewatched Urban Legend, the first one, yeah. like a month or two ago, and it was kind of cringy. Yeah, it doesn't hold up. Uh, uh-uh. not not it's at not, all. It's not like going back and watching Scream or I Know What You Did no. Last Summer. It's nothing like. Yeah, it doesn't hold up as well. Yeah, hmm. I mean, honestly, I think I would say the one the the thing that I most enjoyed about bloody mario is actually probably that american horror stories episode that i thought that they did really well yeah um yeah i mean honestly because it's not there's really not a ton you know like a ton of just straight movies again about it outside of like i said those ones yeah um i mean even I mean, doing, not that really stand out right like i said i know that there was a there was a 90s movie in which they they do the Bloody Mary thing, but I don't think it was actually Bloody Mary. Yeah. Like, now that I'm actually thinking about it, but I... It's just a scene from a movie that... That's, yeah, and, that I, stands and I, out. I honestly... I yeah. might I might have been I might have been a dream. You know, I might have made, sure. made it up. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> so, like, my favorite... My favorite use of it was actually in an episode of South Park. I was gonna say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was from like right around the time we graduated high school, a little after in 06, when South Park was still like, I mean, they're still fucking stellar and putting out insane content constantly. But like back then I was an avid, I was a diehard viewer of South Park. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, But there's an episode called Hell on Earth 2006. It's in season 10. And in the episode, Butters summons Biggie Smalls through the mirror like yeah. Bloody Mary. <laughs> yeah. And it's fucking hilarious. I mean, I it's think so that's good. pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's right up there with with your um, SpongeBob hook hand. Uh, yeah. With the spatula. That one was good, for sure. Yeah. There's also a vague reference to it in, an, uh, in a season... I don't know. It's somewhere in the, the middle. Files three, one. three, four, five, and yeah, in the X Files. Yeah, um, 
which is a, a super cool episode, but it's not it's not a huge part of the episode. I just remember like some kids doing doing it in the mirror. Yeah, but yeah, there are about a billion horror movies, all just called Bloody Mary. I mean, yeah, there right. there there are a ton of different ones, yeah. and that's why, like I said, I honestly, I, at this point. I think the most recent thing like uh, that I've even seen in regards to Bloody Mary was that episode of American Horror Story. So it yeah. was a great episode. So I'll 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 use that. I'll, nice. I'll settle with it. nice. Um, there was a there were variations too. So there are horror, there was a horror movie called Dead Mary that was definitely a Bloody Mary story. There's one called Ghost Killers versus Bloody Mary. What I've yeah. I've never heard of that one. That's pretty awesome. I haven't either. Um, but there, like I said, there are a thousand movies just called Bloody Mary. Nice. It's, that's like, it's a classic premise for like freshman film school people making their first horror film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's an easy, easy, like yeah. an easy premise to, yeah, to use. Yeah, and it is. Do something. With. It's scary. It's fucking scary. The, uh, the idea of, I mean, you and I have talked a million times on this show how creepy mirrors can be in general yeah right just like the the we've talked about it in reference to like doppelgangers mm-hmm. the idea of like you move a little but your reflection doesn't or yeah. your reflection moves without like just standing in the mirror is scary it smiles back at you and you're not smiling yeah. Yeah. right exactly that's some yeah. creepy shit also i made sure because your your story last week had this that moment in the dark window right like yeah 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 where they hear the tapping yep yes i i had to i had to mirror yeah, that I pun like intended it. but like because that's one of that's one of those fears that you and i share too that like seeing a face in the window mm-hmm. or like looking you know out the upstairs window and just seeing like it reminds me of like any of the michael's michael myers movies where yeah. you look out from the the, the camera will pan out like the up the upstairs window and he's just standing there like staring up at the house oh yeah i think of that but in like my backyard and like my whole backyard is oh. fenced in you're Dude. not getting in like it's it, yeah yeah it's always always locked and i have like eight foot tall you know fencing so but if like somebody did and i looked out there that would i would literally poop my pants yeah that's fucking terrifying dude so like i yeah it's just one of those weird irrational fears but it's the same as as we've talked about on numerous occasions going into the bathroom and opening up the curtain you know yeah yeah see um, i don't have that one i i don't i, have I that still one. do that like to this day. i know you do i was when i was interviewing jordan klein for the show he i was telling him how like you how you always still check the behind the shower curtain and he's like wait so you don't (laughs) and i'm like yeah like what a what a nice life you must lead right (laughs) Um, you never know man yeah i guess like someone could be in there yeah i suppose so so like i want to i want to know if it's uh, like i want to i guess we go back and forth like that whole like not knowing if you're gonna die not wanting to know but if there's like something like inside my house something you could prevent yeah yeah if I could yeah. find them before they find me, yeah, give I'm, yourself a better chance. Exactly. Yeah, totally. I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. I'm just gonna start arming myself with a butter knife anywhere I go inside of my house. <laughs> a butter knife. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. way, it's harder to accidentally hurt yourself. Right. Exactly. Safety yeah. scissors. Exactly. <laughs> no, my my wife is the exact same way, and it like early in our relationship, it caused a lot of problems because I'm super anal about the the shower curtain being closed right because when it's all bunched up you know you get mold you get like i mean weird I, most, shit. Of, most of the time i close it after you know as i'm leaving yeah. the bathroom i'll close it up just when you go in you open it and then close it right or do you leave it open while you're using i'll the leave restroom? it open as i'm doing my business always <laughs> okay what and if you somebody close it appears in it like they like <laughs> beam you know beam down yeah yeah <laughs> fair enough <laughs> again you never know Oh, good God. Um, but yeah, she would leave, always leave the curtain open, and I would always close it. And she's like, stop closing the curtain. It freaks me out. And I'm like, if you want to check, check, but I'm closing the fucking curtain. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's fair. She doesn't like that psycho moment where you're checking. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you jerk the curtain back and there, there's like all that anxiety mm-hmm. right before you pull it, pull it back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so TV shows, right? We yeah. already talked about the X-Files. We talked about South Park, but there's also a Bloody Mary episode of Charmed. Okay. If you remember Charmed. I haven't seen in Charmed season in two. years. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. My my mom, my dad actually was really into Charmed because he always nice. like his his childhood celebrity crush was Alyssa Milano. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, uh, that's that's a good one to have. She was yeah, she was getting her prime. Yeah, he he was super into her when she was on Who's the Boss. I mean, yeah, that's that's obviously yeah. young and then right. Yeah, when you're a kid, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, Not- yeah. Not Perfect. now, like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> yeah. not. <laughs> this but, uh, young girl I'm just saying, in this like, show that is now, I mean, still my age. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course we yeah. all have childhood crushes, right? For sure. Some some of some of mine are embarrassing, but uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a story for another time. Oh, Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> fan clubs you, and all. If you want to hear about. Ryan celebrity crushes go over and uh join the patreon where we do the the camp out every week yeah and we'll talk about celebrity crushes soon promise or if enough of you request it on all the socials i will come out with a personal episode just talking about all my embarrassing young crushes i'm into that okay i'd listen to that in a hot nobody's going to request it so i have nothing to worry about <laughs> everyone go request it how many do you need to do at it. least 403 <laughs> jesus all right mobilize yeah there's um okay equally cheesy to charmed i always thought charmed was kind of cheesy i know they came back they came back out with like an update to charmed yep like a later return or later version reimagining or whatever i guess yeah i've never watched it okay that's fair <laughs> so don't uh, don't use this show as a judgment whether or not you should check it out yeah i mean if you if you dig charmed that's cool i mean make I decisions like, for yourselves people i honestly i leave room for for weird shit in all genres right if you like i think it's cool that like that they talk about a lot of cool shit in charmed demons yeah. weird esoteric knowledge witchcraft shit like that if you can bring that to like a new audience awesome that's right that's true Same. it's like uh it's like what they did with um the craft where they did the reimagining like in now like now time and it's like her daughter or whatever right yeah yeah um yeah which was actually i kind of liked it it wasn't terrible it yeah, wasn't great it wasn't terrible. But it wasn't terrible sure it was watchable yeah watchable for yeah sure. But same with the next TV show I'm going to talk about, which is Ghost Whisperer, which I think is one of the cheesiest fucking shows ever made. And we've talked about Ghost Whisperer quite a bit the last like two months. Yeah, lately, right? (laughs) Yeah. And then we brought it up on the Mary Cassette case. Yep. With the the psychic detectives. We brought it up on that show. uh, Your story, your story for Friday Night Fright. Which was uh, about the guy that started getting the weird stigmata. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of Ghost Whisperer content yep. recently. <laughs> and Jennifer um, Love Hewitt, which you can't go wrong. Sure. Yep. We talked about her just last week from her uh, role in can't her iconic role. And, uh, and yeah. I know what you did last I know summer. I you did last summer. Yes. Yep. Yes. She was an icon for our generation. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. She's one um, of my also earlier, yeah. you know, like mid mid crushes for sure yeah i'd definitely. still give her a way to go <laughs> <Would you? Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, season three of ghost whisperer there's an episode called don't try this at home and it's it's all about bloody mary my mom watched ghost whisperer yeah she likes super cheesy shit like that mm-hmm. um and so I always like so I was always in the room while it was on. Right. I never actually watched much of it. But like I have to assume it's as cheesy as I think it is. It is. Have you ever actually sat down and watched like tried to watch it? Oh yeah. I, my ex was okay. super into it. So I've watched a lot of episodes. 
Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and it, so it is as bad as I assume it is. It's extremely, extremely cheesy. But like, okay. you get sucked in. You can't not yeah, get sucked course, into it. It's one of those yeah. for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. There's also. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that. I have the nothing else know. to say about Ghost Whisperer. <laughs> That's the end of my Ghost Whisperer. Yep. That's fine. Um, Supernatural. Ah, yeah. In that, in the fucking brilliant iconic first season they had a bloody mary episode i didn't i didn't even think about that one yeah those monster of the week episodes Man, dude uh, early supernatural imagine if we'd gotten Greatness. like fucking 17 seasons or whatever they ended up doing of that oh yes they could have gone would, so that deep show on, would be legendary at this point like yeah i mean let's be honest it is anyway it but like is, imagine yeah. i mean imagine even though 15 the, even seasons, the shit parts were still like it was still supernatural come on yeah it was yeah because they wrote great characters let's be honest they could have had them doing anything and right, it would have been exactly. watchable yeah um but imagine how deep they could have gone on cryptids and hauntings and because yeah. that first season it was like based on real shit you know what i mean it was like actual it was actual monsters yeah. from you know i mean from our mythology and they they did a lot of urban legends i remember the one episode yeah. about the uh the girl on the bridge oh yeah um that was that and that was like one of the it's one of the very first episodes yeah it might even be like episode one or two or something yeah yeah it's um, right there toward the beginning the the lady in white yeah that one yep yep it's yeah like that first season was just i mean even like two and three were were exceptional sure sure but, but that first season dude there's something about it yeah i agree something about I that agree. first season it hits different I've rewatched that season a couple times at this point. Now I kind of want to rewatch yeah. it. It's getting you. Know, I have like I have different spooky things I like to watch throughout spooky season. Yeah. Um, Supernatural's not been in that list in a while. It used to be, but uh, yeah, maybe I'm gonna have to add it. I could do a season one watch rewatch. Yeah, let's I'd be into that. Cool. Um, there's also a show called Gary and His Demons. I want to know what that is because that sounds incredible. Yeah. Just the name. I'm going to, yeah, I'll go right off the name. Yeah. Same. They um, deal with Bloody Mary in an episode. There's, um, there are also about a million books that have characters based on Bloody Mary, right? And lots of Bloody Mary playable characters in video games. I was going to say, I know that there's been some, some games that have had, like had it incorporated at least. Yeah. I, I brought up that I was doing this to my brother-in-law and he was his one, his like main connection to bloody Mary is he was really into dishonored the game dishonored. And yeah. apparently there's this whole subplot about like a woman in the well. That's basically like based on bloody Mary. It's like a, I don't know, but he told me all about it. Yeah. And I've never played dishonored. So I don't know, but apparently it's pretty awesome. Well, there you go. Go out and check it out. Even yeah, if you don't play sure. video games, come on. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> we tell you not to listen to us, but then we tell you to listen to us. So, Yeah, I mean, it's up to you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if the times where we tell you something, you listen. All right? Always. Do as you're told. Especially if we tell you not to listen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting into like a doorbell in, the, in Legend. Is it Legend or um, Labyrinth? Labyrinth. Yeah, with the two door knockers. <laughs> You're going to be like, yeah. what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, that's that's Bloody Mary for you. I like it. Yeah. So once for the once for the people at home, you want to you want to summon her really quick? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Ready? Three two one bloody mary bloody mary bloody mary bloody mary, bloody mary. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes episode 119 bloody mary thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of our weird possibly alien maybe ghostly probably cryptid hearts for listening We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week, and it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. We want to get to know each and every one of you, so please come and check us out on all the socials. 
at campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook, at Campfire T-O-T-S-A-U on Twitter, and you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And a special thanks to Greg Martin at Reverent Music on Instagram for his contributions to the beautiful music that you hear every week under the debrief. You can find more of his tunes at ReverbNation.com slash Reverent. It's fantastic, fantastic stuff. Go give that a listen. And that's it. Until next time. I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers. Stay weird. And trust in the unknown. unknown.